Welcome to Where We Land, a podcast that explores the relationship between Christ, culture, and the church. Stephen Vaughn, and I want to introduce you to my co-hosts that are going to be with us today, right now. And the first co-host is actually my friend and sister-in-law, Laura Vaughn. Hey, everybody. Hello, Laura. And the other one is actually a new guest because uh, Aaron, our other co-host, is with his family for a couple of weeks. So we have a friend, a mutual friend, but she's more my friend than your friend, Laura, right? Well, that's just because I yes. met her like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> she's one of my best friend's wives and uh, great friends with my wife and uh, Emily and I, and her name is Amber. Hello. Well, hello, Amber. Welcome to Where We Land. And Amber actually has her own podcast that we're going to be talking about a little bit later in the show uh, called Journey Promises. But um, before we get there, how was everyone's uh, week? It was good. My kids finished school for the summer, so we are in summer mood. So I'm everybody's really excited. Summer We mode. stayed up to like 11 o'clock last night watching the History Channel has a show called Alone where you there's contestants that go out and like survive in the wilderness by themselves. My kids think it's amazing. So we all stayed up till like 11 o'clock last night watching it. Mm-hmm. So we're in summer mode. Kind of like Bear grills almost maybe? Type but, thing? but less obnoxious. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, and also not like inappropriate, like the no. Naked and Afraid show. No. Like that's not an appropriate show. <laughs> no. Yeah. These so it's like an appropriate like, yeah. version. Well, yeah. I've never seen that, but... I, I never, yeah. I've heard of it. I'm just saying... Yeah, it's not appropriate. It's not. Yeah, so maybe this is an appropriate <laughs> no. version. Well, they just dropped them in the middle of some wilderness. This one is in like northern Canada in the Arctic Circle. So okay. they, they have five square miles and they have to survive by themselves. And if they make it 100 days, they get a million bucks. So Can you enter into this show? I mean, like, be a contestant? Yes. Do you think you would be so able we to do So we were having it? a... I was thinking last night through, like, which... Actually, I said to Michael last night, I really feel like Stephen would like the show. <laughs> and I think Stephen would want to survive 100 Days in the Arctic. What does one have to do to get on this show? How many I, days do you have to survive? 100. And it starts off in, like, mild weather and winter. So you have time to build your shelter or whatever. And then it mm. progresses into winter. See, I don't know if I could get 100 days off of work. So that might be... But you would a little... get a million dollars. Yeah. So it's $10,000 a day, if you think about it that way. It's your motivator. I mean, building fund for there the you new go. property there at our go. church, right? <laughs> anyway, right? no, just kidding. Um, so anyway, Amber, how was your week? It was good. We still have one more week of school, so we're not quite in summer mode yet. But I feel like all of my students are already there, so we'll see. Are you already there as the teacher? Yes. <laughs> I was there about two months ago, but oh, okay. well, we're making it. No, well, it's been it good. What do you teach? Um, I teach computer at uh, Roanoke Valley. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Like computer sciences type thing? Yeah. So you're really good at like Microsoft Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. I like to think I am yeah, okay. until they ask me a question and I'm like, I don't know how you got yourself into this situation, but we'll figure it out. See, I took computer sciences at, for my undergrad and it was like the teacher, first of all, was like a 50 plus year old lady and like nothing against 50 year old ladies, but... Like, she's not your typical, like, 
college, just got out of college, like techie type person. And basically all we did was go over Excel mm. for the whole time. And That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty rough. I was like, by the end of it, I was like, any other computer sciences here that we want to discuss other than Excel? <laughs> so are you good at Excel? I'm horrendous at it. Okay. I did not retain any of that. I took enough just to pass that class. Yeah, I think that's the... Actually, access was the least we spent time what on. What is access? Good question. <laughs> okay, well, there it is. <laughs> uh, straight from the teacher's mouth. Um, okay, well, um, my week was uh, has been interesting. I've uh, been very busy. And also, you probably are listening, and it probably sounds different this week. That is because we are finally moving into our new studio. So, um, big round of applause, like silent applause there. But we are in our new studio, and uh, if it sounds a little echoey, that's probably because it is. Uh, We're going to do as much as we can in post to take that out. But we are still getting settled, so we're still trying to get our carpeting in here and hanging our sound uh, panels to reduce echoes and things. But uh, we wanted to get you guys some content without having to take a break, so that was the best way to do it. So just wanted to make you aware of that. But my week has been great. So uh, on the podcast this uh, this week, we are really going to be do- doing something a little bit different than I think we've ever done on our podcast, at least since you've been on here, Laura. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to think back even before that. My memory is not great, but I don't even think we've done anything like this before that. We are going to invite Amber onto our podcast as almost a um, a picture of what she does onto her po- on her podcast. And her podcast is called Journey Promises, and uh, you can find it on what platforms? Any platform? Spotify, Apple, Amazon. There you go. Wherever you find your podcast. Wherever you find good podcasts. You can find Journey Promises. And I've listened to a few episodes of it, and I can tell you it's great stuff. But could you tell us a little bit um, about Journey Promises, just what it is and what you do there? Yeah, so basically, um, it's a place where we come together to just celebrate the goodness of God in our lives. Um, it's based off of Psalm twenty-seven, thirteen, where it says, I desire to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And I think our testimonies are the best example of that and just how God has worked in our lives, not just through salvation, which is the best thing he has ever done for us, but also just in general. So Um, yeah, I'm joined by a new friend every week and we just talk about basically what God has been doing in their lives. And then we dive deeper into the promises that he gives everyone through those. So that's pretty cool. And so what we're actually going to do today is we are going to kind of do journey (laughs) promises on where we land, except Amber, the host of journey promises gets to actually be the uh, person who's interviewed. So uh, we want you to get to know Amber a little bit, and then we're going to focus on um, some of her story and then just some promises that you can take from God and his word that she has been holding on to uh, that you can really take for your journey. Because I don't know about you, but life right now is just a crazy time uh, in our culture. It's crazy. Uh, everything that's happening. And it seems like every week there's a tragedy that happens. Mm-hmm. And, um, then I know in friends lives and families' lives who I know personally, there's just a lot of heartache right now. And so when the journey is, uh, treacherous, when it's tough, the promises of God is what, uh, enables us and encourages us to continue on the journey. So, um, Amber, just a little bit about yourself. Can you tell us like, where you grew up, like, just like, who is Amber Lithgow, right? Well, I originally grew up Amber Smith, so I just got married a year ago today, well, tomorrow, actually. 
Happy anniversary. Thanks. (laughs) Um, It's been a fast year. It flew by. But um, yeah, so I grew up, I was a military child. So I was born in Washington State. And then we lived in Washington, Oklahoma, Alabama. And then my mom retired in Mississippi. So I pretty much did most of my growing up in Mississippi. Um, I went to the University of Southern Mississippi. And I got my business and marketing degree um, back in 2018, which what's their mascot? That doesn't sound that long ago. Um, the Golden Eagles. The Golden Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yes, it sounds like the most generic uh, mascot there is. Yeah. So you're a Golden Eagle. Yeah. With business and marketing. Degree. I am. I yeah. am. Um. And you graduated in 2018. You said 2018. Yes. Okay. Congrats on that, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> it seems like forever ago, and then I said that, and it's only been four years. So. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, weird. Not long at all. Not at all. It's like when I was growing up, there was a friend of mine and he was like 12 and he got up to like give a testimony of how God had like worked in his life. And he was like, you know, back when I was young and like the whole <laughs> crowd is like, dude, you're like you're still 12, young. you're young. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, I feel that. That's how I feel when my high schoolers now talk to me. I'm like, I'm only eight years older than you. <laughs> like, But they think you're old. But they think mm-hmm. I'm old. I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, Asa, my um, eight-year-old who's turning nine, looked at me the other day out of nowhere and said, Mom, you're going to be old so soon. <laughs> Thank you. I bet you really enjoyed that. I looked at him and said, you're next, buddy. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> hold on tight. So you graduated in 2018 from yes. Southern Miss. Um, were Were you a Christian from an early age? Like, how did that play into? Like, have, how long have you known the Lord? Yeah. Personally? So, um, I was actually saved my senior year of college. Um, so in 2018, I I grew up Catholic. Um, did all the things. I went to church. I did youth group. Um. But I definitely did not have a relationship with the Lord. And when I was in 10th grade, I decided I was just kind of like, I like living my own life and I'm tired of people basically telling me I had no hope in anything um, just because of what how I interpreted what Catholics believed. Um, and so it kind of just came to this point where I was like, oh, I'm just going to go do me. Um, so it was kind of in 10th grade when I, st- I stopped going to church, kind of just started living my own life. And I mean... At that point, I was like, this is great. We're living life. We have friends. We're doing great in school. Got accepted to college. College came around. Same bad habits. Um, got me in a lot of like dark places, I would say. And yeah, that kind of persisted then until my senior year. And that's when I got saved. My It was the spring semester of my senior year. So I actually, I graduated in the fall semester. So I graduated in December, so it was like the whole last year of my college. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you met the Lord, you said your senior year mm-hmm. in 2018. Was, uh, how did that happen? Like, were, were there friends who led you to the Lord? Was it family? Like, how did that play out in your life? Yeah, so I, let's see, I kind of have to backtrack a little bit. Um, So I didn't go to church at all pretty much when I was in college. Every now and then I would go like on Easter and stuff. I'd show up at the Catholic church that was on campus just because I don't know. That's kind of what a lot of Catholics do. They show up on Easter and Christmas and good to go. Um, So I would go every now and then, but it wasn't really ever. um, And one thing about growing up on. So I mainly grew up on the coast of Mississippi and pretty much everyone there is Catholic. Like I didn't know. I didn't know 
anyone who was Baptist until I went to college. Um, so that just wasn't something I grew up around. And so when I got to Hattiesburg, where Southern Miss was, um, and everyone was Baptist, I was like, interesting. That's a big change. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Um, I wasn't like really involved with any friends who like ever went to church. Like that just wasn't my friend group. Um, and so it was actually from, I was dating a guy who his family went to like a small church in Hattiesburg. And so I actually started going with them. And that was really the first time that I started going to church. Um, and then from that, I started going to um, a Bible study with some friends. But it was one of those things like I would go, I wouldn't really ask any questions. I never really said anything. I was just kind of, I was there for the food and the community. And then like, I don't know, it was fun, but I didn't really think much more of it. And so that relationship actually ended. And I kind of, when I was in that relationship, I saw myself kind of becoming like a a better-ish person. Um, So me, a little bit about myself when I was just like in college, loved to party, loved to have fun. I was always either, either at a fraternity house or at a bar or wherever like that's just those are my people um and so when I was in that relationship I saw myself kind of like coming out of those things and like I that wasn't like my first priority because like that wasn't his first priority um so that was kind of where I guess I was first introduced to like what it could look like to be an actual Christian um Hmm. but when we broke up that very much like went away So obviously you can't build your faith upon someone else's faith because they disappear and that goes with it. Um, But it was a good experience. Yes. It was a welcoming experience. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it kind of opened my eyes to, hey, maybe like not all these people are terrible. Right. Um, And basically that relationship ended. I kind of, I pretty much spiraled back into my old ways for a couple months after that. And I actually had some friends um, me and them had gotten tickets while I was still dating this guy to go to the Passion Conference in Atlanta. Um, and when we broke up, I had full intentions on not going anymore. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. I don't really like that's not really my thing, whatever. And that so January, that New Year's going into 2018 was actually like the like lowest of low nights for me. It was just lots of things. Um, but it was like my rock bottom point. And I woke up that next morning to my friends being like, you're coming. And I was like, that is the last place I want to be right now (laughs) is around a whole bunch of Christians. Like, no, thank you. And they were like, no, you're coming. And so I packed up, um, about as hungover as you could possibly be, got in the car and we went. And that was honestly probably the first that well, not probably that was the first time I think that I ever, heard the gospel kind of laid out. And, um, one of the speakers, she was talking about how we weren't created to feel shame. And I had a lot of shame that I was carrying from like 10th grade to that point in my life. And, um, so I left passion, not saved. I had not accepted Christ, but honestly, like if I had to think, if I think about it back now, I was probably more angry than anything. Cause I felt like someone had lied to me my whole life. Mm. I was like, either people are lying now or people were lying then. And so I just started asking like a lot of questions and yeah, just kind of, I don't know, seeking a lot of answers in that. Did you ask those questions like by yourself or did you ask friends? Did you ask the internet? Did you ask like, where did you work um, through those questions? I think a lot of them were by myself. 
um, I did. So the Bible study that I had started going to, I did continue to go to that. And so the lady who did that, she was like the sweetest woman on the face of the planet, like an actual angel. Um, she was so gracious. Like we were 70 girls every Tuesday were at her house and she would cook all of us dinner and not just like a small dinner, like five course meal, (laughs) like huge. And then we would have Bible study and there were nights where I would like sit on her couch until like 2am just like talking. Um, and so there came a point. So in March that same year, um, so about two months later, I actually ended up going to a meeting for a crew on campus. So campus crusade for Christ, Mm -hmm. um, just out of the blue. One of my friends was like, Hey, we're not doing anything. You want to come with me? And I was like, sure. Why not? Um, and so I went and this was the last meeting that they were talking about this mission trip to Nicaragua. And in my mind, I had studied abroad a lot. I love to travel. And I was like, I've never been to Central America before. That sounds like fun. Was this pre-salvation? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) This was pre-salvation. Sweet. I mean, you were committed, man. Yeah. (laughs) Like you like traveling, doing good things. Exactly. I was like, I like traveling. Never been to Central America before. Nicaragua sounds fun. I hear that. Why not? So I signed up, ended up not making like the cut. So like they filled up before like my name got to the top of the list. Um, so I was like, eh, whatever, no harm, no foul, like right. not losing out on anything. Cause in my mind, I was like, I didn't know that we were going to share the gospel. I was just like, oh, trip to Central America. Um, <laughs> I, love, thought, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the thought process. Like, I know. I right? it's amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, ended up at first not being able to go. And then about a couple weeks before they left, the girl who was in charge of it, reached out to me and she was like, Hey, we had someone drop out. Your name was next in line. Are you still interested in going? And I was like, sure. Like, what do I have to do? And she told me like about fundraising and all this stuff. And I was like, you mean to tell me people will pay for me to travel? This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And so she helped me fundraise. Um, when I told my mom that I was going on a mission trip, my mom was like, do you know what that is? Like, do you know what you're going to do? And I was By the like, way, I love your mom. I know. Your She's great. awesome. <laughs> she has since become a Christian as well since this point. So she was like, do you really know? Like, are you sure you want to go on this? And I was like, yeah, it sounds like fun. Um, was she a Christian at this point? She was Catholic. Okay. Um, I, she, it's, it's weird. <laughs> um, so yes, but I believe that she's gotten saved since then. Hmm. Um, just in seeing the life change in her. Um, and that's a very long, yeah. much different story. But um, so, yeah, at this point, she was very like leery of like, do you know what a mission trip is? <laughs> yeah, it just feels like a mom being like, hey, yeah. do you know what's going do you know on? What you're doing? Yeah. Um, and I was like, it'll be fine. It'll be great. We're going to have a great time. And she was like, all right. And so fundraised, raised all the money to go. Um, went on this trip and on it, like on the plane ride over there. So we had to go through like a series of classes, like four mm-hmm. weeks before we went. And, um, I did end up telling the girl who was over the mission, like the trip. I was like, look, this is kind of where I am in my faith. Like, I don't really know what I believe at this point. This is my, like I, how I grew up, like all this stuff. And she was like, it's fine. It's fine. It'll be okay. Um, so, but she was great, very gracious and like taking me under her wing. She, That's awesome. she yeah. never obviously had me share the gospel while we were yeah. like there. Um, but she allowed me to experience that. And so 
Um, she was willing to give you grace even in the exactly, midst of all that. Exactly. Instead of freaking out and being like, oh my goodness. What did we do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which I am thankful for. But so on the plane ride over there, I actually pretty much like told God, I was like, all right, God, I'm going to give you this week and I'm going to do my Bible readings like I'm supposed to every morning. And I'm going to do the devotional that they gave us to do. And like, I'm going to do this thing that like apparently works for everyone else. And I want you to like, if this is your week, like if you don't show up this week, like I don't know if I will try again, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and so I did for the whole week, woke up in the mornings, did my devotional, um, prayed with the group went out, did evangelism. I did not share the gospel, but like I was a part like seeing it and obviously hearing it over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and the last, the very last night we were there, we had actually made friends with a group of guys who we played soccer with every night when we got back to the camp that we were staying at. And, um, we were playing soccer with them and all of our translators had left. And so it was just this point where like, they didn't know any English and like, we really didn't speak any Spanish, but we were sitting there and we were just like, so purely enjoying each other's presence. Like we were laughing and we were joking as well as we could, but it was just like, I don't know. It was just this moment. It was beautiful. But this is like the one time since then in the last four years, like I probably would never say this about really any other time that I genuinely like feel like I audibly heard God's voice. Um, and people ask me like what that's like, like, what did he sound like? It was just one of those things like I, nobody else probably could hear it. I know Mm -hmm. nobody else could hear it, but to me, it sounded like he was sitting right next to me. Like I heard a voice, um, and it just said, this is how I love you. And it was like this instant, it was literally like a light bulb moment of like, I looked around the circle and I realized like I had absolutely nothing to offer these people, like not even Jesus at this point. And they had absolutely nothing to offer me. But, like, we wanted each other's presence so deeply. Like, we still Mm. loved each other and we still longed to be with each other. And it was just this moment where God was like, you have nothing to give me, but I want you. Like, if they want you this much, like, imagine how much I want you. Mm. And, like, I've pursued you this week and I've gotten you to this point. And it was just, like, literally light bulb moment. I was like, whoa. Mm. (laughs) Like, Everything we've been telling these people, everything I've been asking these past few months, like the message of passion, everything, it was like everything just like made sense. Um, and I went to the girl who was in charge and I like told her and I was like, what do I do? What is this? (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) Yeah. And she just walked me through like what salvation is and like, um, brought me to that point of being like, all right, like this is what I want. Um. I can't tell you that there was like a, the prayer that I prayed or like anything like that, but it was a very clear moment of like, okay, I get it. And I'm like, I'm choosing to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, a clear so, moment of trusting in, in yeah, Jesus for salvation. Exactly. Well, so, awesome. That's fantastic. So that was in 2018 and that was some of what led up to that. But yes. like, we're four years later now. Yeah. So like hit some highlights. You told us earlier that you were married. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you tell us your husband's name? I can't remember. Caleb. Caleb. That's right. He's a friend of <laughs> mine. I love Caleb. And um, what has happened between 2018 and 2022? Just a couple of highlights maybe to kind of catch our listeners up with like what's going on in your yeah. life. So that was um, March, March of 2018. And so that summer I actually moved to Austin, Texas. I had an internship with like my dream job. Um, and it was actually there, um, 
while I was working my dream job, but I thought I'd always wanted to do that. God called me to ministry um, through serving the homeless um, population in Austin. Um, and was that with your local church? or No. So it was actually me and some friends. We all just had like the same heart for homelessness mm-hmm. um, and people who struggled with it. And so after work, most weeks, we would come to my apartment and pack like sack dinners and mm-hmm. we would go and hang out with um, the homeless downtown. And so we had actually made a pretty decent like friend, someone we usually saw weekly and we had packed peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that night and he was allergic to peanuts we didn't know that <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> so we were like oh sorry um so I actually ran down to a burger place and one thing about like the Austin homeless population like usually where we went they didn't typically like approach you yeah like they were very like kept to themselves they weren't panhandlers they were just kind of like they were in a bad place and they knew it, but they wanted to get themselves out of it. Um, so I was walking up to this burger place and these two guys were sitting outside. And as I walked up, like one of them came up to me and he was like, ma'am, like I promise I would not normally do this, but I like, we've been homeless just for two weeks, but we've like run out of everything. Like, is there any way you'd be willing to get us some dinner? And I was like, Mm. absolutely. Let's go inside. So we went inside, we all got, um, burgers And as we were sitting there waiting for them to like pack them up and give them to us, we just started talking. And this was like the first time that I was like, I could share Jesus with someone. Um, So I just started asking him like if he knew who Jesus was and um, what his faith was like, if he had any. And he pulled out like one of those itty bitty like pocket Bibles. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he said, I don't have anything anymore. But like if I didn't have this and if I didn't have God, like I would not be surviving right now. And like, I was crying and they were crying and it was just this really cool moment. And when we left um, and we said goodbye, as I was walking away, it was just this moment where I felt like God was really putting in my heart. Like I've given you the job that you thought you always wanted. Like it was my dream job. Like it was going to allow me to travel. It was event planning. Like it was awesome. Um, He was like, I've given you what you wanted. And they were already talking about hiring me on. And so he was like, you can continue in the path that you want. Or I have something that actually fulfills you and it's for me. It might not be easy, but it it's better. And so it was kind of that place where God, like, I felt like he gave me that choice of like, mm. which way are you going to go? Like, you can go your way and that's okay because I'm opening that door, but I'm also opening this door. Um, and so I actually, I quit my <laughs> internship um, after three months and moved back to Hattiesburg. Um, which was like the last thing I ever wanted to do. I wanted to get out of Hattiesburg so bad, but I just felt like in that time, that's where I was supposed to be. So I moved back. That was my last semester of college. So I finished college, graduated, and I actually went back to Nicaragua then for four months. So I did an extended um, missionary internship um, at the same ministry that I'd gotten saved at the year before. So I was there um, and that was awesome. That was like, I think back on that and honestly that was probably like the one time not one time but like the main time in my life where I'm like that's where I was like my absolute happiest like I felt like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing just loving people one of the things that I love about that ministry is their goal is not just to like 
feed the homeless or do this or do that or like make life easier for the people that they serve, but to actually love them. And through loving them, they can show them Christ. And so everything is just based around relationships for them and building relationships and really growing those relationships. And so everything they do, that's like the first priority so that they can then really show them Christ. Um, And so that was like a really good foundation after being a Christian for like a year and now being here or in Nicaragua. And I don't know, that was, I really felt like that's where God kind of like solidified a lot of um, just who I am now in like my relationship with him. Um, So is this like 2019 at this point? Okay. Yeah. So then have you met Caleb yet? No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So you went to Nicaragua. Yes. Got back. I worked at my church for a year, um, my in church in Hattiesburg. Okay. Yes. So I worked there for a year. What did you do there? Um, I was a photographer and videographer oh, and cool. editor. So I worked on our creative team. So cool. I did all that fun That's stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Um, it. I don't know. I love creative things. Um, the podcast, all that. It's right up my alley. Um, but so worked at my church for a year um, and then got accepted to Dallas Theological Seminary. And so that's um, 2019, worked at the church. 2020, global pandemic hits. May uh, or June of 2020 is when I moved to Dallas. So like right in like the peak of things. Great timing. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. <laughs> um, right in the peak of things. Moved to Dallas. Um, and it was actually, so I moved there and four days later is when I met Caleb. Um, I was moving in and he saw me out of one of his friend's windows and he told his friends, that one's mine. Oh, that is great. Yeah. Hey, he called called dibs. He did. He did. (laughs) So nobody Um, else could, I mean, hey, that's bro code there. (laughs) Um, so he was like, that one's mine. And, uh, he planned a dinner and had one of, um, his friends who had already met me, invite me to this dinner. And so that was the first time we met, um, And it was just one of those things, like, I didn't know anyone in Dallas. And so we became, like, best friends very quickly. And so we were just, like, friends for, like, only, like, a month. And then we started dating. Um, And then we were engaged two months later, (laughs) which... Well, there it is. Yeah. Uh So you were engaged in... That was September of 2020. You got married in May. May of 2021. Yeah. Hey, when you know, you know. It it really was. reason to wait. And that was another moment where I told God like going in because I wasn't very actually in a season of actually being single. Like I know a lot of girls, I feel like this day are like, sorry, God told me to be single. Like, no, like they used it as like an excuse not to go out with people or like to break up with people. I feel like that's like a big thing these days. Um, But I was actually in a place where I felt like, no, like I want to like choose God. And so that was like my last being in a relationship four days after I got to Dallas was literally not very much not in the plan. Um, And so I tried to, I told Caleb when we first started hanging out, I was like, Hey, this is where I am. I don't want to date like this year, like maybe in 2021, like let's just be friends for now. And we were hanging out one night and I sent up a quick prayer. I was like, all right, God, like if this is the person that I'm supposed to be with, have him pray for us before we leave tonight. And like, we were just friends and he had never done that before. So like, there was literally no reason for him to be like, Hey, can I pray for us? And it was, when I say it was not five seconds, 
after I like sent that little prayer up, Caleb looked at me and said, Hey, can I pray for us real quick? And, <laughs> I was and like, you said, all right. <laughs> said, I will marry you tonight. <laughs> and so he prayed and I told him, I was like, you're probably going to think I'm absolutely insane. Um, but I told him and he laughed and he goes, so does that mean we're dating now? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's what Caleb it means. Response ever. Yeah. yeah. And I was um, like, well, I guess so. And here we are. <laughs> so you all got married and yeah. then he, you guys moved up our way into Virginia. We did. Uh, what, last year? Yep. Okay. And uh, you got, he's been on staff over at a church in the area, Barnhart Baptist, and has been a pastor on staff there for uh, right under a year. And then you worked at RVCS. Um, So that's kind of your testimony Mm -hmm. and story. Um, You kind of shared about some struggles that you had before Jesus, which I love that, and then how Jesus changed your life. But like, since you've met Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? has there been like a struggle or a couple of things like that maybe have not been the um, easiest in your journey that you'd be like, yeah, that, that was not easy. Cause I think sometimes we think, you know, like struggle before Jesus, meet Jesus, boom, mm-hmm. everything's great. When like the scripture paints a completely different picture than that. So like, what would be like a, maybe a struggle or a time since you've known Jesus that was kind of mm-hmm. a trial maybe or a struggle? Yeah. Um, I would say, honestly, so it's actually something I just kind of recently worked through and it was actually with you and Emily. I feel like that I worked through a lot of it with, um, but I have anxiety, um, and do struggle with depression as well. And that was something that I sort of kind of recognized in myself before I was saved, but it wasn't like, I don't know. It wasn't like as prevalent, but I think it was just because I was kind of doing my own thing. I didn't have to worry about anything else. I was just doing me. Um, and so when I got saved, it actually like slowly progressively got worse. And this past year was like really bad. Like there were like spurts really from like January until close to probably like mid April. Um, it was, it was really bad. Um, just not wanting to like get out of bed in the mornings. I was having panic attacks almost every day. Um, and so it was one of those things I was like, why is this progressively getting worse as I'm getting closer to the Lord? And that was something that really, I don't know, you always hear, I guess, people talk about, um, like, when you become a Christian, like, do not fear, like, all, like, there's no anxiety, like, I don't know, we paint this picture that all fear, anxiety, depression, sorrow, whatever, is supposed to just go out the window the day you're saved. Um, and so the fact that mine was, like, progressively getting worse, I was like, am I doing something wrong? Like, is there something wrong with me? And so that's actually something I've, I have been working through a lot recently. And just, I mean, it was only been like a month or two ago. Um, I really came, I, so I was actually, I was in DC for a class. Um, and I woke up at like 3am having a panic attack and I was like, seriously, like, like why? And I don't know. I, for some reason I had never, like, I always told myself that I went to prayer in the middle of panic attacks, but for some reason in that moment, I realized I was like, normally in the middle of my panic attacks, I kind of just like sit in them. And then afterwards I go to prayer, um, or to my Bible. But this time, like I was in the middle of it, I was literally laying in a hotel room, laying in my bed. And I was like, I have to do something. Cause I was not falling back asleep. I was like, had been awake for like two hours at this point. And so 
I pulled out my phone and just like literally just Googled like scripture for anxiety and just started reading different like verses and I would cop I was copying and pasting them into my notes so that I could just sit there and like read them over and over and over again and one of the things that I read and one of uh, it was like a blog that a girl had like listed a whole bunch out one of the things that I read was um she wrote uh I am good because I'm God's and for some reason like those words were very freeing to me of Mm -hmm. like I'm good not because of like any success or talents or even gifts that he's given me or anything like that's not why I'm good but like I'm good because I'm his and then the only reason I'm his is because of him so like Mm -hmm. I'm not even his because of anything that I did and that next morning so I fell asleep that night just reciting those words over and over and over and over and over again and that next morning I woke up went to class and my professor, it was a teaching class. It wasn't even like a class on like mental illness or anything in ministry. Um, but it was a teaching class. And for some reason, what he was talking about, all I kept hearing, like it literally was translating in my head as like speaking to like mental illness and myself. Um, and I just like came to this realization that I, had been living my life as a Christian, not the same way, obviously, like my patterns were not the same in what I was doing, but I had a lot of the same mindset of um, everything that I did before I was saved, I did very much out of my own power. Like I didn't have to rely on the Lord for any of it. Like even my dream job back then, like didn't have to rely on God for it because it was things that I was like naturally good at. Mm -hmm. Um, And since I've been saved, all of the things God has called me to do, I cannot do out of my own power. Mm-hmm. Like it is, everything is much bigger than me. And so doing it out of my own power or even thinking about it was sending me into like a spiral. And I figured that out as I was like listening and thinking like about triggers and things that have kind of like progressed over the past four years and came to that realization of like, it's my thoughts. And we were talking about, um, I just forgot the verse. Um, we were talking about the, what's the word? Like the verse talking about like chain, the renewal of your mind. Romans 12, one through two. Yes. So we were, (laughs) where was I? (laughs) Just say we were talking about. So in class, we were actually talking about Romans 12, 12 talking about the renewal of your mind and how um, oftentimes in ministry we get caught in our ways but we have to constantly be renewing our mind from old habits and old sin patterns because if if we just kind of like we give them to God and we think we've repented but if we don't like actually renew the thought process of like why have I been living in this sin pattern then we're just going to keep falling back into it. And so as I was thinking about like, what does it mean to like actually transform my mind and actually renew my mind and give my thoughts to the Lord, I realized that I had not actually been living in like a transformed mind state of I am good because I'm God's. Like I'd been living in this state of like, yeah, I'm God's, but I'm good because of the things that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like that's why I'm good. And obviously, because that's not true, like I would have anxiety over that because I'm never going to be good enough in my mind or 
honestly, like in all reality, like, are we ever actually good enough to do what God has called us to do without him? Like the only reason we're able to do any of those things is because of him and with him. And so I can't coming to that realization, um, the past like month and a half, I've really been like walking through that process of like actually renewing my mind. And so anytime I've seen like felt anxiety kind of starting to pop up instead of just sitting in the panic attack or kind of letting it overcome me, I very much like quickly grabbed, like, what am I thinking of? And honestly, nine times out of 10, it was me trying to do something out of my own power or me thinking about my future and not thinking about it in terms of like, okay, God, how or like, what are the steps that you want me to take to get there? And I was thinking of like how I could get myself there. Mm -hmm. And so I've really seen in the past, honestly, like few weeks, um, I, I think in the last month I've maybe had like half of a panic attack. (laughs) Like it hasn't even been like a full blown thing. Um, and so I really do believe that like healing, so to say, did come from like actually working to transform my mind. It's but, a very active process, yeah. not a passive oh, one. So, and it's definitely yeah. not over. Like right. I, I was no. literally talking when I came in this morning. Like I've I was having some slight anxiety this morning. Like it's definitely not gone and it's probably something like I will always constantly have to like renew my mind because if you ever stop that process then like it might just come back very mm-hmm. easily. But I'd probably say those like anxiety, depression, back to your question, um is definitely like one of the main things, it's definitely not the only thing that I've struggled with, but definitely one of the main things that have like, has like marked my walk with the Lord. Um, Mm -hmm. but well, we have explored your journey. Mm. We've explored some of your struggles as we close here. Uh, we'll be signing off here in just a second, but before we do that, your podcast is called journey promises because you look at both the journey and promises. Mm -hmm. So you referenced earlier that, um, shame, has been a struggle that you've dealt with and also anxiety and depression. And um, as you've worked through those, I'm sure that there's plenty of our listeners who have or actively do struggle with one of those things uh, because those three things are very um, common in their mm. culture. They're becoming a more common experience among people. Uh, what is one promise, just a short, simple promise about God from his word that you have clung to, clung to, clinged? Clinged? Is it clinged? I'm not a gra- grammatarian, grammar, grammaritarian, a grammar person, <laughs> grammatical genius. I'm not a grammatical genius. Clung. Yeah. <laughs> what is a promise that you have clung to uh, for each one of those? Yeah. So um, my, so it's actually funny. The verse that when I went to Nicaragua the first time, we had like fake tattoos that yeah. we put on our arm that was like a Bible verse. And my verse was 1 John 4, 4, greater is he who is in me than he who is of the world. Um, And so I actually have a tattoo now that represents that. But that has very much been like a promise and something that I've very much clung to um, with shame because I feel like that's very much like a worldly thing that like society puts on us and like people put on us. Um, And then anxiety and depression, which also comes oftentimes from like outside sources. And so very much clinging to the truth and the promise that like God is better and God and like he lives within me. Like he's not just like leaving me out to dry or like to figure it out by myself, but like he who is within me is greater. Um, So yeah, clinging to that promise that like he is with me always, he is within me and he is sending me out and he is better than 
anything else that we could ever do, um, which was also very monumental of like when I was a baby Christian of being like, okay, remembering that Christ is better than the things that I used to do. Because I mean, obviously it was hard, like losing friends, not doing the same habits or the same things that I had done for so many years. And so just that constant reminder that he is greater than anything the world could ever offer. Well, amen. And uh, really have loved hearing your story uh, today. And um, the promises of God is what gets us through during our trials many times. And as you told your story, I was reminded of a often quoted passage of scripture uh, found in Romans 8. But we only normally always quote one verse from that when there's actually a lot of other verses <laughs> that surround it that are super good. Uh, for instance, I, I like starting in verse 26 where it says, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. And uh, I love those verses just because it, to me, the promises are shining through for people right now in their journeys, wherever they find themselves, that um, you do have a a helper the bible refers to the spirit as in your weakness and you have um literally god praying for you <laughs> interceding on your behalf and uh, he knows you he knows your heart he knows what you're going through and that's how he can intercede for you um so well on your behalf and you can know that as you love him and follow him as a child of god he will sovereignly work your life um, towards uh, himself, which is ultimately what is good, right? And that's the purpose that he's called us to, that he might be the firstborn. And uh, in that, we have promises of being justified, made righteous in his sight, and that we are changed. We are literally glorified. And that's something that's begun in a sense, but it's definitely not going to be finished until we get to heaven. So I just wanted to share that passage with our listeners because wherever you're at, there are promises to be had. And uh, whether it's shame or anxiety, like Amber said, or maybe you have something completely different you're facing this week, there are promises for the journey that we are on. So Amber, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, actually, um, I'll just go ahead and give a little sneak preview. Uh, you'll be with us for our next episode too. So uh, make Yay. sure you listen in when that comes in out here in a couple of weeks. And uh, she'll be with us on that episode, episode two. And uh, we look forward to being with you guys here next time. Thank you for listening to where we land we are so glad that you joined us we would ask that if you enjoyed the episode today please go on to either apple podcasts or wherever you're listening on and rate and review us because that helps get the word out to more people 
that our podcast is up and that it's uh, rocking and that it is ready to be listened to. So please help us out with that. Also check us out on Instagram uh, and or Facebook. We would love for you to uh, like and follow us on those uh, platforms so that you can know as we put out content and you can get notified of that. Also, you can find a landing guide for this episode, which will have some questions and some application that you can make to your life. And you can find that on our website at www.wherewelan.org. Well, we have enjoyed being with you today and we will see you here next time. Music